How's it going, guys? Welcome to episode number 40, Big Four Zero. Um, and what better um, guest to have on for her third um, podcast is psychotherapist and counsellor Sheila Ryan. So Sheila's been on twice before. And I think if I recall rightly, we discussed resilience and we talked about confidence as well. So uh, today, I think we're going to be talking uh, all about gratitude and something called kindfulness. We've all heard of mindfulness. We were talking about mindfulness as well, but also kindfulness. So um, yeah, looking forward to this one. So we're going to jump straight in. So uh, welcome, uh, Sheila, to the Lean Into Life podcast. Good evening, Michael. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on again. As I said, I think it's up there with the top three or four most listened to podcasts the last couple that you did in the whole 40. So um, this is a, a good way to, to get into the four zero numbers in regards to episodes. So we're going to jump straight in. And um, as I said in the intro there, we're going to we're going to touch on gratitude. And um, again, it's a bit of a buzzword out there. But um, I, I just want to touch on first, Sheila, what are the benefits of of gratitude and practicing gratitude for people okay there are many many benefits but let's just start with today today is november 17th 17th it's november uh it's dull the weather wasn't too bad the leaves were lovely we're in killarney what a better place to be i had a super exercise class earlier with you oh yeah very good yeah and the government are on about lockdowns and COVID and boosters, all of which is going on around us. And yet it's really important just to pause and just to say, well, life isn't too bad. So if we just take that in terms of just today's experience, certainly for me. Yeah. And being grateful for my class with you, being grateful that the day was dry being grateful that the leaves are absolutely beautiful, being grateful that I'm alive, and being very grateful to be with you this evening doing this podcast. So I feel really, really good by my thinking processes around what I've experienced today. So if we take that further on, um, there's a field of psychology called now positive psychology, and they've been doing an awful lot of research And the research suggests that gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. So there was a group of researchers in Harvard and they did um, a very lengthy study on gratitude. So they asked participants to write a few sentences each week on particular topics. So they had three groups. So one group wrote about things they were grateful for that had occurred during the week. The second group wrote about daily irritations or things that really displaced them, aggravated them. And the third wrote about events that had, they weren't too pushed one way or the other, but neither negative or positive. So they did this trial for about 10 weeks. And those that wrote about gratitude were far more optimistic and far better about their lives. They also exercised far more. And they had fewer visits to GPs or therapists than those who focused on aggravation. Now, there's another leading um, positive psychologist, and I think maybe some of the listeners may have come across him, Martin Seligman. He's very much in kind of the kind of positive psychology books that you see in Easton's and other bookshops. And he's an American psychologist, and he did research into which participants were asked in the the participants were asked to write a personal letter of gratitude to someone who had never who had never been properly thanked for his or her kindness and the participants immediately exhibited a huge uh, increase in happiness within themselves by doing this So there's a lot of studies out there that confirm that being grateful um, does increase our overall well-being and it also improves our relationships. So, for example, a study on couples found that individuals who took time to express gratitude for, for their partner 
not only felt more positive towards the other person, but also felt uh, far more comfortable in expressing any issues that were arising within their own relationship. So it really cemented the couple relationship. And it's also been researched that managers in the workplace who remember to say thank you to people who work for them may find that those employers were far more motivated to work harder. Mm. And it's interesting today, I actually met a school friend today and um, I hadn't seen for a while and she told me that she had um, decided not go, not to go back to her place of employment and that she was going to look for other work yeah. maybe next summer. And she is an amazing person in the work that she does. And she said, being honest, she said, I love the people I work with, my colleagues, but I feel that the organisation I work for doesn't respect me or have any value for my work. So they can cut my hours, leave me go, do whatever they wish. Mm. And she felt that she wasn't valued as an employee. Mm. And I think, you know, we know at Christmas, whether it's just maybe a thank you card or a thank you note, mm. all of that really enhances uh, our own sense of well-being in terms of acknowledging somebody who has been really good to us. Yeah. But it also kind of supports the person in themselves. So it, it affirms this. Like you know that when people, you know, um, acknowledge the work that you do, yeah. whether it's on social media or just a simple thank you, you know. Makes a it, massive difference. It, it yeah. makes a massive difference. As you said to the person who's giving it and the person who's receiving it. That's so right. it's like that flow, that chain of, of right. energy. Um, and... You know, just as an example, over the weekend, a little bit stressed, we were trying to do bits and pieces in the gym and uh, a bit all over the place and worked long hours. I was tired and I had to go back in on the Sunday, which I don't normally do. I had to do a few bits and then it was really nice autumn day, leaves are out, as you said, and ended up, you know, I said, look, I can park that. I'm just going to go off on my own, go for a wander around the park, went through to the domain and up to Ross Castle and around and back into Clarny House. Beautiful colours and leaves and, and um, you know, that that gratitude came out for me and that can sometimes be be clouded kind of by, um, by, by day-to-day stuff, but I found a huge improve in my mood and, and other things from just being grateful for my surroundings. I even, you know, took the headphones off for a good bit because I was trying to listen to podcasts, but then I wanted to be a bit more present and hear the sounds and so on mm. and, and mindfulness. But um, no, I think it's so important. And, and just for the listeners, Sheila, what ways can we cultivate gratitude? I know when we did a few workshops there a few years ago, um, we talked about the gratitude journal and stuff like that, which is, which is um, you know, I found really amazing. And I've, you know, told people to do that in workshops. Um, but how can we cultivate gratitude or, or any tips that we can... Well, maybe just to be really clear on what gratitude is, yeah. you know, because um, it's 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 a very simple thing, but it's a very important thing. And uh, I suppose gratitude means just appreciating, as you yeah. say, whether it's the leaves or another person. And that we're not actually searching for something new in the hope that uh, this will make us happier, that we can actually just appreciate whatever we're feeling ex- uh, physically, even if material needs are not being missed. So gratitude really helps us, Michael, to focus on uh, what we have instead of what we don't have. Okay. So it's really just looking at kind of a positive thought frame. So then answering your question, what ways do we cultivate gratitude? I saw a video that was done sometime this year in University College Galway and it was done by a group of young people um, during the height of the uh, pandemic earlier this spring. I think we're losing count of all our waves but I think it's the third wave there from January and a group of people went into Galway University Hospital and they did a lot of um, artwork on the walls, on the entrance, but it included on leaving the hospital, instead of a complaints box, they had a gratitude box. Wow, great idea. And there was a note. It would be an interesting thing to run in schools, particularly secondary schools, 
just a box with pen, paper. What am I grateful for? Just, I, I, might, I might put that in the gym. That's just a great a simple idea. thing. Yeah, because then, like you said with the journal, it's like it's not like a diary where you're putting in all negative and positive. It's, it's purely putting in, and I have a little diary on my bedside that first thing and last thing at night um, because that's what I want I suppose you know marinating my brain overnight and we're going to talk I think a little bit about the effect of gratitude on the brain um, and it actually has a a huge effect but how powerful that is to to write down what you're grateful for. It depends on what you focus on yeah like when we met earlier you said well how are things and I said god today was really challenging yeah and I gave you one or two things that had happened that I'm really sad about. Yeah. And then when we got into looking at this, it brought me back to our class. It brought me back to a fabulous yoga class. Mm. It brought me back to the leaves. I time with my mum. I had a delicious dinner. And I've actually, shift, since we met shift, in the shifted. last half, yeah. I have shifted and I yeah. feel better. Same as that. So my body, what's actually happening is that by shifting my thinking processes, the actual part of the brain behind the forehead, we call it the prefrontal cortex, is producing a chemical called endorphins. They're the happy hormones. Yeah. Now, if I stayed with the thoughts or the comments I made when we met, yeah. I certainly would have had a drop in dopamine, which is kind of flat. And I certainly, if I had allowed the conversation going into concerns I had, I would have started producing some possible cortisol regarding worries I have about certain yeah. things. The limbic system, the fight or flight would have yeah, kicked in. And... Absolutely. So that's one good thing is, you know, I thought it was a very simple thing, the gratitude box. The second one is to write a thank you note. How many times do things, do people do small things and it's not acknowledged? And when we get a simple thank you or a text, hmm. Or an email so you can make yourself happier by nurturing your relationship with another person by writing a thank you or an email it's just expressing your enjoyment or appreciation for the person's impact on their life mm. and I think there was a thing in the end of a few years ago writing the letter write the letter that you never sent to the person yeah. and to make a habit of maybe writing a letter or some message once a week to somebody um, and maybe once in a while to even write a letter to yourself mm. like I can remember many years ago an elderly man uh, who I saw I can't I can, for a very short period of time but I woke up around the Christmas days with a bunch of holly left at my door with a thank you note on the back of a cigarette carton wow. and I still feel really good when i think of that you connect to that memory and automatically feel good yeah and just like you said that a story popped to my mind there and i keep all those little cards i think it was you actually you have a load of these thank you cards there ready to (laughs) ready to go that's a great idea i should do that but i remember getting a lovely and unexpected card there was a one christmas and i had a new pt client uh was more injury rehab at the time but um, we're now good buddies now. Um, and what it was, I didn't know at the time. She'd just come out of a long relationship. She wasn't feeling great. Now, I didn't, at the time, was unaware of all of this going yeah. on. And she was down. And it was fairly a roar at the time. Again, beknownst to me, um, you know, it could be a little quiet or whatever. But she started coming out of, you know. Um, and anyways, the card said it was like, um, you know, Michael, Merry Christmas. I just want you to say that... Um, you know the, the sessions I had with you. I still have it up on the whiteboard inside. Has made a massive difference in my life. You know more than you can really realize. And I was like, wow. You know, I was w- nearly welling up myself. But I, I keep them all. That's stuck on my vision board in the office now. That card, and that was from maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. So that was um, amazing. And it's those little things that kind of make a huge difference. And and to me, and also you know um for her and then you know as you said people get little cards from you and how you give them and it's that spread of gratitude is amazing isn't it it is it widens out like whenever i go on holidays or if i'm around town and it doesn't have to be expensive cards no if i see something i like i buy 
cards as two boxes of cards. Mm. Some of them say thank you. There can be a quote or whatever. And I have a little supply. Yeah, yeah. And I go to it. And I kind of say, oh. I have one now that hasn't been sent. And I know the person mm. that I need to send it. You're a star. And it's wow. just fabulous. So I just collect and buy cards. The other thing, which is just maybe two separate things, is I remember having a bereavement a number of years ago, a significant bereavement, and I got a lot of cards, and the cards were filling the press. Hmm. So I actually got the cards after two years, and I actually put them, made a hole in the garden just out there, Yeah. and I put the cards in, and I planted... Um, a camellia. Wow. And the cards are in the soil. That's beautiful. Wow. Simple. Mm. The other one that is maybe more for those of us that are maybe older and maybe more of a Christian Catholic tradition is lighting a candle for someone. Yeah. That maybe you think of somebody mentally or whether you light a candle in a church, which was a tradition that I grew up with, and you say a prayer or just just to mentally think of them mm. or sometimes here in the house when I know somebody's going through a really rough time just to light a candle as I work mm. and say well wherever they are you know you're thinking, I'm of, thinking them. of them so they're just some suggestions now there are a few others um you know I think keeping a gratitude journal is one that's very common yeah. Yeah. And just making a habit to write down or think of um, the things you're grateful for. So a simple thing is at the end of the day, what did I enjoy today? Hmm. What am I grateful for? And what did I learn today? And it's just literally be, being aware of just what we actually do take so much for granted. Yeah. And I think when we had the first lockdown, I think many of us really appreciated things in a new light you know um and i think we really appreciated the environment we lived in mm. that we could be anywhere so i think those are kind of very very simple things and um, there's a saying going count your blessings so maybe pick a time every week just to sit down and just write it down what are my blessings mm. reflecting what went right what am i grateful for and even just to pick up a phone number, you know, and just to ring somebody yeah. and just tune in. So these are all kind of little things. Um, prayer is another one. And we can we can be of different traditions, different um, spiritual backgrounds. Yeah. And then mindfulness and meditation. These are all particular ways. We have meta meditation, loving kindness meditation. These originated from the east but are very much part of western kind of psychotherapy uh, practices now which we've brought into the west hmm. so they're again all just literally uh, looking towards the whole um gratitude for the moment yeah and i remember just touching back on something you said there about writing down what uh the things that went right because we tend to be drawn on the things that went wrong. wrong so it could be nine things you've done that day really well and you'll focus in and you'll re re you know remunerate about that at night time especially so i find that's a good time and what you mentioned there and we've talked about it is you know the the glad and you know grateful what you're grateful for what you learn accomplished and what gave you joy and the email i sent out i do a weekly kind of eat a wellness email and it was all around play and and kind of you know connecting with that inner play that inner child that's hugely important um but like like you said there and that sort of spirituality whatever that means to you but you've probably done that you know when someone pops into your mind yeah i try and text that person or mm -hmm. sense do you know what i mean and there's a friend of mine as you know a close friend of mine when they they moved back to uh, truly and stuff and seen them too much in the last few years but um you know we we were pretty close, pretty tight, and um, they just popped into my mind, and I said, I'm going to reach out, you know, just send a little text, hope you're doing okay, blah, blah, and then it was funny, she said, this is really bad, I was just thinking of you, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. it's different, because I had a, a guy, a life coach, and he was on the podcast called Thomas McCormack, he's a, he's actually really into that, and, and how powerful that is, and even Alan, you know, Alan, he was, 
you know, thinking about somebody in the car and popped into a garage and ran there this person was in there. There's definitely something that has, you know, there's that flow. And, and um, has that happened to you where you've kind of thought of that person? And I had just... a very strange thing this morning that made me really, really feel really good. <laughs> I was in relax uh, at the kind of pre-meditation pre-medita- stage of a yoga class. And our yoga teacher, some of the people might know him, is Michael Fahey. And Michael is a Galway man, but lives in North Kerry. And he was talking about childhood and people of our from our childhood. And a girl I went to school with in primary school, whom I really, really didn't know, hmm. and who lived in town, and I lived out here. I never knew her as a child, but I knew her. And then life happened, and in the last few years, we've met, not in a friendship way, we haven't crossed paths with that, but we've met socially through her work. Yeah. And I thought of her, and I saw her as a child, and I saw her on our Holy Communion Day, so on and so forth. And then I went down to the Kilkenny shop this morning, and I had 45 minutes in which we moved right back all those years. And I actually had a conversation that was as real as I was having it with my immediate friends. Wow. And it was just a connection, a real connection, where two little girls who are now uh, in the afternoon of their lives, (laughs) (laughs) and we don't know the history of what happened, but there was a connect. Yeah. And it was, I came out of that chat and I said, I feel so good, so happy. It was lovely. It was safe. It was lovely. And it was real. Real, that's the word. Real. Yeah. A real conversation with a real person. Yeah, that's amazing. Because you can tell when you've got that, when you're talking to somebody who's really engaged as you are. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an amazing feeling to get that and flow. And like, very different lives. Hmm. But you had and, that connect- would, and the connection is we probably have had a lot of struggles and a lot of joy. Yeah. And we didn't get into the detail, but there was a connection. And that's what you need. And it's that synchronicity of life. Mm. Like, if you think of the word gratitude, if you really stayed with that word and were really present to it, you will actually focus on your chest and on your heart. And you will actually start feeling a peace and that piece is that there is a chemical change going on. Hmm. So there's a lot of benefits from practicing gratitude. Um, some of them are, like research says, it makes us happier. Yeah. It reduces stress. It does improve our self-esteem. It does help us be more re- uh, resilient. We sleep better. It improves our physical health. It improves our relationships. Um, and it improves our friendships and connections with others. Wow. So that kind of, I suppose, we move, I suppose, maybe to looking at the brain. Yeah, and, um, you know, that actual, as we, we touched on it there, the uh, the effect it has on the brain is literally, you know, the shifting um, from one system to another, really, um, and from sort of flight or fight to sort of rest and digest and, and that kind of... Well... I suppose I have a new best friend and his name is Luke O'Neill. Okay. So I always like his line. Well, let's look at the science. <laughs> let's look at the science. I love, so, a, bit, I love a bit of science. So let's look at the science. I like a bit of science. Okay. And for those that really don't know an awful lot about the science, me included, um, let's look at the brain. So we have three parts to the brain. So we have a brain stem. Yeah. And then we have the limbic, which is in the middle brain. And then the part behind our forehead is the prefrontal cortex which is logical thinking. And we know now through neuroscience, which is the study of the brain, that the brain develops from the back to the front. Mm. And it actually uh, means that really there's more research. And you've looked at this in training that we've done together. um, That by the time we're 26 or 27, our brain isn't fully developed. Mm. And then it reaches a certain element of growth. And then when we move to a certain point of life, which you have not arrived at or anywhere near it, Michael, <laughs> far enough, but those of us away. that are in that thing, 
it if we if you don't it'll shrink if you don't use it properly lose so, it use it or lose it you, yeah okay so those of us we really have to look after our brains we need to be really really grateful yeah. so when we express gratitude we receive the same our brain releases dopamine which is a, a good hormone mm. and we get serotonin they're the the uppers we the feel uppers. good and the two crucial neurotransmitters these are the guys that deliver the messages to the the cells in our bodies and they're responsible for our emotions neurotransmitters so if you think of them like little um mini minuscule helicopters delivering messages okay they will make us feel good so neurotransmitters um, that send dopamine and serotonin these will enhance our mood immediately making us happy from the inside that mm. feel good so neuroscientists have proven that the areas of the brain that are affected by giving and receiving gratitude um that yes that the brain that when we give and receive certain parts of the brain functioning is enhanced and it has been concluded that the emotion of gratitude appreciation supports a positive supportive attitude towards others and it also decreases stress huh. so if you look at our health workers who are going through yet again a whole other turmoil that despite all of that they will despite being burnt out or whatever there is a feeling of satisfaction in yeah, the midst yeah. of a crisis that they're actually helping and yeah. helping so people so gratitude the, activates the hypothalamus in the brain and it has a positive effect on metabolism and stress management and various other behaviors and the emotion of gratitude when generated really affects us physically in terms of appetite and sleep regulation and one of the um neurochemicals associated with the parts of the brain affected by gratitude is the one the pleasure hormone which is dopamine and the happy ones called endorphins yeah so again research and science is saying the positive influence of a gratitude practice on mental health confirms um that that our whole overall well-being is improved and just a simple intervention like the gratitude box like the gratitude journal like the candle like just a thank you card these interventions are associated with greater what they call neural sensitivity that's a big posh word but neurosensitivity is that the chemicals in the brain are changed in a positive way okay so it's all good yeah i mean i think that's so powerful and the fact that you know yourself to how the brain it doesn't you know know the difference between what's happening in real time and what you're thinking you know so the fact that you can literally alter the chemicals in your own brain by shifting mm -hmm. your thoughts like we did when we came in um, and we were both kind of similar let's say had a kind of tough couple of days and now we've shifted um and so that that, that prefrontal has, has kind of lit up more than the limbic now and and how that thought process can literally change your internal chemistry it's amazing isn't it? and they've done an awful lot of research on let's say work with adolescents so if we think of let's say adolescents the reality is that the limbic part the emotional part of the brain is on fire yeah and the part that isn't developed is the prefrontal lobe just behind the, the forehead and therefore i suppose as uh, parents carers whatever we really need to appreciate that adolescents are in transition and again a lot of research has been done in mental health with adolescents and saying that one of the psychological protective factors is that when adolescents feel feel appreciated mm. and feel that they also appreciate that there is a correlation in a decrease in bullying victimization and ultimately a lot of research on suicide risk because gratitude again affects brain function and the chemical levels 
and it promotes feelings of self-worth and self-compassion with others. Well, and that's a great point because, you know, we tend to jump on the adolescents and the teenagers, but uh, as yeah. you said, the brain hasn't fully developed till they're like mid-20s. Yeah. So the reasoning part of their brain, as you said, like the, 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 the front part, the, the frontal cortex, that hasn't fully developed. So they, as you said, they, they live a lot of their time. It's getting even more stressful now. I have, I have a teenage niece as well, you know, growing up in, there's, there's a lot of uh, stresses out there. So like the limbic system, as you said, it is, is the main system really for them. That's so right. it's getting a bit more awareness of that. And then, as you said, by knowing that and then giving gratitude and appreciation and, and you know, praise for these, you know, that's going to, that's going to have a massive it's effect. It's a nourishing thing. Like, I grew up in a time, and I think maybe some of the listeners um, are aware of it, and many of them think, what is she talking about? But I grew up in an era where, um, I don't even know if this is politically correct to say, but we bring a penny for the black babies. Okay. And we had this concept, we really didn't understand black babies. Yeah. But we would give money out of our whatever we got. Yeah towards black babies and we felt good yeah and then moving into teenage years i suppose the work i was drawn into social work and uh, the whole area of um, the work that i do by being a very very shy child to have an equally increasing uh, shy teenager very awkward in myself but i got involved through at the time um the Kerry Diocesan Youth Service was set up and we're talking about the mid to late 70s and I got involved in a lot of uh, social action groups that brought me into working with um, mental health, mentally ill patients that were in the local um, mental health hospital which is now closed, St Finian's and working with the elderly and then that brought me into working with Simon and I suppose a lot of it was pretty grim stuff for teenagers. Yeah. And my memory was we had great fun. We had great friendships, friendships mm. that still sustain to this day. And I got a real feel good and it opened me up. And literally coming from a rather sheltered background yeah. into a, an awareness that life isn't that easy. And it developed compassion and understanding of myself and others so I think all of those like research now shows that young people being involved whether it's through GA sports coaching um, youth groups all of that young people supporting young people and uh, mentors all of that enhances our overall well-being yeah that nourishment and I've just died now I've my playing days are over now Sheila after my injuries I started volunteering recently down at a, my former playing club so just at the, like an academy level for the young and it's great to see like there could be over a hundred boys and girls down there on a Sunday morning you know and being encouraged to, and you can see they're having great fun and they're running around and playing ball and meeting their friends you know um, and it's that nourishment and I've been involved in groups and team sports and things my whole life so I found it was massive because I wouldn't be someone who had huge confidence but when you're part of a group and something you're passionate about and they're all of the same interests you know if I found it easy easier in that environment so I found that massive for my own development I think um, but that's really really interesting stuff uh, I just want to touch on a word that you mentioned before and we'll talk about it now we've all heard of probably the word mindfulness but, but maybe not the word kindfulness uh, I found that's a really nice word um, what what is kindfulness <laughs> okay so we start with mindfulness Michael yeah we'll start mindfulness with mindfulness is not being present in the yeah. moment and it's always been there but I suppose people like myself and psychologists and that, we're really looking at it in terms of mental well-being. Yeah. So mindfulness is about being in the moment and kindfulness is about compassion. Okay. And we start with self-compassion. So acknowledging that I come from Catholic stroke Christian background, I suppose when I was very small, we learned the commandments. And the first, the second one, before I'm corrected, was to love thy neighbour yeah. as thyself. And if you look at the second part is 
as thyself. And we move that then to couple therapy, um, mental health. You cannot love anybody unless you love yourself. And I mean love not in a narcissistic way, mm. but having compassion for our feelings, our misunderstandings, and just having a deeper understanding that when we maybe mess up or do things, we need to understand where or who was I at that time. So, the components, I put three components to kindfulness. Yeah. So kindfulness is our ability, our capacity to extend friendship to the person you already are. Okay. So you start with yourself, Michael. Yeah. The ability to extend and to be a friend to yourself. Because if I'm a friend to myself, I'm a safe friend to another. The second one is to be mindful so that you can spot the destructive patterns of your thinking which lead you to treat yourself like an enemy, which create feelings of shame, guilt, so that you move through that and by, by identifying these patterns that you're able to open up a space for self-compassion and self-understanding. Compassion, understanding, they go hand in hand. Okay. And the third component is to remember our common humanity. And I think COVID, if nothing else in our lifetime, because nothing, I believe, will hit us um, strongly in, in this while that we're living, is that we're all linked through our common humanity and that we all share virtues and we all have many, many feelings and that it's through working through that is the essence of life. Yeah. So that's kind of kindfulness. And we just re-emphasize that kindfulness is to be a true friend to yourself with mindful compassion. And I'm drawn back to my school friend that I met today when she said, it's about my own self-respect. Hmm. And that means that she has really moved to a really good place within herself. Because what she's actually saying is, I'm worth more than that. Yeah. I'm worth more. I deserve more. Not, so, everyone, not everyone gets to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. And we get through to that point very often through uh, struggle. And struggle can lead us one way or the other. It can get us into a very negative spin or it can actually get us into the place of gratitude and understanding. And that you know, through the act of kindfulness, that so we actively bring attention to being kind to myself. And as an act of self-care, we start with really focusing on watching how we look after our thoughts, yeah. our body, and our heart. So mindfulness and kindfulness, all of that, they go hand in hand, okay. really. And um, what does it mean when you kind of speak to be kind when applying mindfulness. We'll go back to the research, the science. science. Let's talk about science. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, Michael, there's a lot of new studies being done. And I suppose that really gives us empirical evidence. Yeah. This isn't just nice, it's fluffy chat. Yes, it's, yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of people say, oh, this is really nice, fluffy chat. No, it's actually I think uh, it's proven. actually now proven through mental health studies. And it suggests that training in mindfulness and compassion it helps us to be more caring and compassionate towards others and hence a better world. And through this science, um, which is still developing, it points that mindfulness and being focused on our hearts and our compassion for ourselves and others, that we become healthier beings, both in mind and body. And that mindfulness on its own is being aware of the present moment non-judgmentally but when we actually focus on our heart and kindness and gratitude our heart expands our heart physically physically grows, grows and those hormones those healthy hormones and um, develop so it's really important to practice kindfulness 
towards self and others. Yeah, no, that's a great point because, you know, everyone's pretty much heard of mindfulness at this stage. You say it is the buzzword. People know, okay, it's to be present, but like hey, there's more to it. You have to connect that's inwards right. and connect to your heart. That's and I right. think, I don't know what podcast it was, one of one of the people was asked, you know, what was the most important things you can do or be in. And the self-compassion was, was what they said. It was like, yeah. you know, that you're connecting to your heart and, and it's it's bigger than just being present you want to that's this, right. yeah yeah that's pretty pretty powerful so again i suppose if we were to make put this into practical terms it's really important to make an intention every hour every day to practice kindness so like that would include little acts of kindness like your thank you nice note like your text even smiling to mm. somebody on the street it just can make a big difference I had an experience, just a real act of kindness. Again, I just it just came to my. I had two acts of kindness today. I took my mum to Tralee, and I took her car, and we bought her. She wanted a new Christmas tree for the grandchildren, who hopefully will come this year. They weren't able to make it last year, so we bought the Christmas tree, and she popped into Tiki Max, and I went back to the car to put the tree in. Yeah, and I couldn't open her car. And I was struggling five minutes, ten minutes. And this woman came up. She said, you're in trouble. So she took the keys and so on and so forth. And I said, well, my mum is inside and I better go in. So she said, I'll take the tree. She said, my car is just parked outside, Tiki Max. And I felt automatically really relaxed and yeah. really good. This, But I said, "You, no, 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 no. I'm off for the day. There's no problem. So she took the tree, put it in her car, didn't take the car, didn't take the tree. I trusted her. Went in, found my mum. I said, I can't, I have no keys to the car. And she, or I have the keys to the car, but it won't open. And she said, oh my God. I'm a... Anyway, they were the wrong keys. They were my keys, keys. not her keys. <laughs> so, went out, thanked the lady, came back in and there was a kind of a table. And the lady had already supported my mum. She had got a young lad to lift this out. But we came out of there feeling as if this is great. <laughs> And they were just small acts of kindness, which made a huge difference. Mm. That's just one. Second, again, is being kind to ourselves, whether it's just having a treat, uh, going for a walk, whatever makes us feel good. Even just, even doing nothing, but just watching our thoughts and saying, is that a kind thought? Mm. Because thoughts are not facts. They're just patterns. And many of us develop very unhealthy thinking when we're very small and we make that a, an actual habitual part mm-hmm. and we now know that unhealthy thoughts or unkind thoughts lead to depression anxiety and at its extreme mm-hmm. end self-harm kindness like the lady that helped me with the car keys reaching out to others getting to know others make that difference to kind of the lady next door that has just moved in or the person that parts beside you in the gym yeah. Or the person that's in the next pod. Just a simple smile. Again, being generous to others. And I'm not just saying in giving, but just giving with a heart. And to think about someone also who has shown you kindness. Just that mental concept creates rhythms. It's about energy, isn't it? And I think the last one I'd conclude is not to make assumptions. Okay. So when someone's unkind to you, that is about them. And we may or may not know where they're coming from. Some people can take that on as, you know, what you know, Absolutely. on them rather than saying it so was actually true. So what is it that led that person to act unkindly? Because there's always a story. So they're kind of just very practical ways, Michael. Why do you think kindness, Sheila, is so important in life in general? I think we've been kind of going over that over the last while, Michael. Again. It does produce very positive changes, both mentally and physical. And it has been proven uh, that it lowers stress levels. It changes chemicals in the the brain and within the body. And good hormones such as dopamine, oxytocin and serotonin are hormones, chemicals that really affect every single Mm. cell and are for the good and the simple thing i say simple thing but it's sometimes hard to do it can be 
it can be started with the smallest thing, just even Absolutely. a thought or a gesture or a smile. I just I, came across a quote there yeah. that I've just... I, it's about... I just a quote about doing things. What motivates us to do things for people? So yeah. we can do things because we should. We have to. Like coming into Christmas, we can literally overextend credit cards and spend a whole lot of money on expensive gifts. Yeah. Which... That's okay if you can do it. But why do we do things for things? It's a bit like the man that left the bunch of holly with the the Christmas card on the back, mm. the note on the back of the, 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 the cigarette. It's the nicest Christmas card I've ever got. I suppose it's to do things not because of who the people are or what they do or what they may do in return for us. We do it just because of who they are and because we value them for who they are. Just as they are. And I yeah. think children are experts at that. Oh, yeah, I love that. They're, they're not giving to receive. It's yeah. just to, to give. And again, you know, just looking again, how restating that kindness affects people in terms of decreasing blood pressure, stress, all of these things balance a lot of the negative stress hormones like cortisol and neuroadrenaline. And I think maybe some of our medical colleagues would support that so yes kindness does change our lives and it's really about working with an intention to spread kindness towards others and towards ourselves and therefore we have a far more compassionate cohesive community i suppose the events over the last two years really reinforce that both community and nationally and globally and just to be aware that we're not alone. We are all interconnected. And as all is okay. All is so that okay. That kind of concludes <laughs> what I have to say. I don't know. Have you any more questions, Michael, or does that cover it? That was lovely, yeah. No, there was a lot in there. And um, as you said there, it's, it's, you know, it's backed up by research, backed up by science. And just a small little gesture can literally change someone's day. And again, just... I sent my email out, my wellness email yesterday and got a few emails back just as, which was nice just saying, I really appreciate that. You know, I'm going to bring a bit more joy and a bit more play into mm-hmm. my own lives um, from the back of it. And um, and in the email I'd said, which I think I've used in a slide before in a workshop and maybe on our ones as well, that literally one candle can light a thousand candles. Absolutely. And I think that's really powerful. And it is that connectivity. Yes. Because... If you think of, let's say, the lady I met, I don't know who she is. Mm. She had a mask on, don't know what she looks like, Yeah. but she was in manner. And in that moment, we were best buds. Yeah. It was like, in that moment, I knew there was just a flow between yeah. us. And it was a really lovely feeling. Mm. And it was worth confusing the keys, just to get that feel-good feeling. Mm. Because it certainly changed a lot what I was experiencing yeah, the day. that lifted yours, your and your mum's, yeah. you know, morning, and and I'm sure for that lady as well. To that she, yeah. and I remember I was walking in Macros, uh, Macros house there, maybe maybe a month ago. And I was walking, I parked the car, and I walked, and there was a family, a, a husband, wife, and and a young, um, maybe a young boy, I think it was, and um, the boy was in a little bit of distress. Anyways, I was walking along, and then. It turned out they'd parked on a bit of a slant and it, the grass was wet and the mm-hmm. car was kind of stuck. So I I said, you need a hand there. So <clears throat> I think the, the boy was a bit kind of, because they couldn't get the car out and he was getting a bit. So I said, oh, no, not to worry. Yeah. So I came in, me and and, uh, and and the guy managed to get to, to push the car up into the, the level and, uh, you know, he was very very thankful and as was the moment i was i was really happy just to be able to lend mm-hmm. a hand gave him a fist pump and off i went for my walk and i felt great <laughs> you know and they, they i'm sure they did as well so it's just that and i thought maybe like today's the 17th of november in about 10 days we're moving into the main run into christmas and we have a choice it is a fact that covid numbers are very high it is a fact that we need to be careful and mindful of each other and we can focus on what could happen. We can start giving out about the government. We can give out about NEFID. We can give out about a whole variety of things. 
or we can just acknowledge that they are factual things that are going on. We can't control them. But we can actually just appreciate the now and maybe make positive intentions of what this Christmas we want to be thankful for. Mm. And even if the year has been really, really tough, and I'm sure there's people that will be listening to us that have had tragedy, loss, heartache, Mm. a whole range of things, and people currently going through a lot of stuff. But I'm sure if you dig, dig deep, there is something, maybe other people's kindness, other people's support, they are all the little things that support us through Mm. the dark days. It's beautiful, a beautiful way to end the end the chat. And um, I think, as you said, I re- reiterate, even more important this time of year, over the last 18, 19 months, that people need these these pick me ups, these acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. So just reach out, yeah, reach out to people. And like I had a great connection, reconnection with a couple of friends that I hadn't spoke to for a while. They popped into my head. I said, look, let's. They, they, they popped in for a reason. And, and they were thinking the same thing. It's kind of mad. Right. But, um, you know, we all need to, everyone's, you know, as I said, have, a, have all their, their, their own struggles as well as ours. So um, I think... I don't know, is it Aretha Franklin, but you're more into the music than I. There is, I, or Diana Ross, or some of them, there's a song. I don't know the title of the song, but I'm sure listeners do know. Reach out, John, touch. Yes. And yes. even you were to play that, you know, in the car, on your whatever you're listening to, reach out and touch. And if that was just a song that you said, that's going to be my song Mm. this Christmas. And to reach out to each other and to reach out to all around. It's all going to be okay because it has to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's amazing, Sheila. Thanks for, I said, the third time on. I won't be the last, hopefully. And um, we might get another one in before Christmas. But uh, again, just want to acknowledge the work you do passion you have for what you do and um you know i said you're amazing at it so i just want to thank you for for um for tonight and i'm very grateful for you <laughs> and grateful for our friendship and, and i'm uh, grateful for you michael <laughs> you keep me somewhere with this <laughs> you're flying it flying. i don't know about that but um, anyway, i'm there in the morning <laughs> but um no i think i think the listeners gonna again gonna get a lot from that and uh yeah we'll get it out to to everyone um, and hope you enjoy it uh, as I did listening to it um, uh, firsthand. So I uh, really appreciate it, Sheila, and for your time. I know you're a busy woman, and uh, so I will uh, talk to you very soon again. And uh, we'll see you inside Studio Seven at some stage tomorrow, tomorrow morning. I think. <laughs> it's tomorrow. Seven o'clock. Bright, bright and early. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, take Thank care you, and thanks a million. So that's a wrap, guys. Um, episode number forty of the Lean Into Life podcast. Really enjoyed that chat um, with Sheila. Uh, I'm sure you did too. And that, as I said, the third time uh, Sheila's been on and some really amazing feedback so far. So uh, if you like it, please share it with somebody you think will benefit from it. Um, Drop a um, rating on Apple Podcasts would be great. Um, And let's try and get this out to as many people as we can because, as I said, uh, let's uh, spread uh, spread that energy spread that kindness um, and gratitude uh, to the next person and let's start a chain reaction um, from now on. Okay, guys, that's a wrap. And as I said, that's 40 done. Uh, Here's to the next 40 and beyond. Um, I'll speak to you very soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.